What's going on, everybody? And welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 212. We're here on Thursday, August 27th. And, of course, the big news this week is the Republican National Convention that's been going on. Let's just run through some uh, recap to start here mm-hmm. because there's been some tremendous speeches, some tremendous moments, and it's driving the libs insane. It is. And I think that this is going to move the needle quite a bit. I really mm-hmm. do. And we'll talk about the polls in a little bit. So first off, Tuesday night, there was a lot going on. Obviously, Melania was the the headliner of that evening, and she gave an excellent speech. But the the liberals immediately attacked... Except they didn't attack the content of the speech. Yeah. They attacked her accent. Yeah, I know. The part for, the party of immigrants, right? Right, exactly. Party of party immigrants. Of, and <clears throat> not to mention, you know, Bette Midler, that <laughs> she uh she took on uh, Melania's accent because yeah. I guess she's just, you know, so brave and stunning like that. <laughs> and they leave out the fact that she speaks five languages. She does. And uh, I believe English was one of the last ones that yeah. she learned. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's unbelievable. And Melania had some great things to say, talking about, you know, depression in this country because of coronavirus lockdowns. Opioid addiction. Yeah, school opioid choice. Was yeah. You know, she touted her Be Best thing, her, you know, cyberbullying initiative. Anti, sorry, excuse me, anti-cyberbullying initiative. Yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and she, she also talked about yeah. how people in this country need to come together. Enough of the riots, yeah. right? Enough of the violence, oh, the crime in our cities. And also her story. Yeah, yeah. She's a Slovenian immigrant who is now the first lady of the United States. That can only happen right here in the yeah. U.S. of A. So. And she, not to mention that they also attack her for, you know, marrying President Trump, saying, oh, she yeah. just did it for the money, right? She was, she already, was already yeah. rich. Yeah, she was already independently wealthy when she was married. She was a model. She was a yeah. self-made millionaire before yeah. she married into Trump's billions. Yeah. So, like, these people just have nothing to attack on. And Melania is such a great first lady. She's so elegant. Like, if she was a Democrat, the glowing profiles oh, yeah. in these magazines would be unbelievable. Only in a, the Slovenian immigrant who is now, you know... First Lady perfectly captures the yeah. opportunity of America. Instead, it's mm-hmm. look at this. I know it's unbelievable, and and we love Melania. She did a great job. Yes, and it takes a lot of balls to go up there, you know, to give this speech in front of so many people. Because remember, she didn't want to. She didn't want this, right? Yeah, she's like she's the uh, and same thing with Michelle Obama. I don't think she wanted Obama to win. No, she didn't. She yeah. did not want Barack to win. So, yeah, she didn't really want. I mean, who wants this? No, I know. Even Trump didn't want it. But he had to save the country. Had to save the country. You know, he left his cushy life to go do this. Same with her. And she gave that speech and did a great job with it. And, you know, we love Melania. And hopefully we get her for a second term as first lady. Lou Holtz spoke last night at the convention. Go Irish. Go Irish. That was last night, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a very interesting thing to say. Something that I've been saying and you've been saying as well. Uh That Joe Biden... Loves to tout his Catholic faith, right? Well, let's, let's take a listen to what he has to say, and then we'll talk about it. One of the important reasons he has my trust is because nobody has been a stronger advocate for the unborn than President Trump. The Biden-Harris ticket is the most radically pro-abortion campaign in history. They and other politicians are Catholics in name only and abandon innocent lives. President Trump protects those lives. Joe Biden is a Catholic in name only. He's fake Catholic. And that summed it up pretty perfectly because Joe Biden talks about his Catholic faith, yet he supports abortion. Yeah, can't be Catholic and support Incompatible. Like, you can't do it. Can't it's just totally it. incompatible. Can't do it. And, you know, I hate when he brings up this whole, this whole faith thing. And, you know, I hate having to attack someone's faith, but if he's going to use it as a crutch yeah. to make him look more sympathetic and empathetic— then I'm going to bring up the contradictory facts, right? Mm-hmm. We also had – all these nights are blending together. I think this was last night. A, yeah. a Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron who had something very important to say. Let's take a listen. So the question is, will we choose the path that gives us the best chance to meet those universal desires? Or will we go backward uh, to a time when people were treated like political commodities who can't be trusted to think for themselves I think often about my ancestors who struggled for freedom. And as I think of those giants and their broad shoulders, I also think about Joe Biden who says, 
if you aren't voting for me, you ain't black, who argued that Republicans would put us back in chains, who says there is no diversity of thought in the black community. Mr. Vice President, look at me. I am black. We are not all the same, sir. I am not in chains. My mind is my own. And you can't tell me how to vote because of the color of my skin. And it was, it was, or no, this was, this was on Tuesday night, yeah, actually. Tuesday, yeah. He, he said, Mr. Vice President, in, re, in referring to Joe Biden, look at me. I'm black. We're not all the same, sir. I'm not in chains. I mean, that was just so perfect for the moment, I feel yeah. like. That drove, because, <clears throat> that drove the left insane. Oh, yeah. And Daniel Cameron, I, I think, is going to be a rising star within the Republican Party. Yeah. I mean, in the election in which the Kentucky Republican governor, Matt Bevin, lost, he massively outpaced him. Yeah. So I think not only will he eventually run for governor, may run for Senate, and uh, maybe even president one day. We'll see. I think he's a great voice in the Republican Party. Then last night, we had Kaylee McEnany give her speech. And, you know, we all know Kaylee for her firebrand press conferences, right? Mm -hmm. But she went a little more personal with it, and she told a really personal story that I had no clue about. Yeah. And let's take a listen to that. On May 1st, 2018, I followed in my mother's footsteps, choosing to get a preventative mastectomy. I was scared. The night before, I fought back tears as I prepared to lose a piece of myself forever. But the next day, with my mom, dad, husband, and Jesus Christ by my side, I underwent a mastectomy, almost eliminating my chance of breast cancer, a decision I now celebrate. Breast reconstruction has advanced remarkably. While it is an individual's decision, my doctor and I chose a course of surgery that left me virtually unchanged. But more important than physical results, I developed a strength and a confidence that I carry with me. During one of my most difficult times, I expected to have the support of my family, but I had more support than I knew. As I came out of anesthesia, one of the first calls I received was from Ivanka Trump. As I recovered, my phone rang again. It was President Trump calling to check on me. I was blown away. Here was the leader of the free world caring about my circumstance. At the time, I had only met President Trump on a few occasions, but now I know him well, and I can tell you that this president stands by Americans with pre-existing conditions. I had no idea hmm? that she had had the mastectomy. Oh, the double mastectomy. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for preemptive because yeah. of breast cancer. For breast risk. cancer. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's an incredible story, and good for her for having the the bravery to go up there and tell it to. You know, a lot of a lot of women go through that in this yeah. country. Breast cancer yeah. is a very big issue, and I, I think something that the left loves to hit President Trump on is you know the whole women thing, right? Mm -hmm. President Trump has put more women in leadership positions than any president in the history of our country. Yeah. Also, unemployment for women went you know fell to a sixty year low before the China virus. Yeah, and it will go back will in go a second back. term for sure. We're going to make America great again, again. Yeah, I mean, that's just something that they love to hit the president around. I'm yeah. like, uh, you do realize that not only did he uh, have the first successful woman campaign manager in the history of the United States for the office of president, Kellyanne Conway, who gave a great speech last night as well. Mm -hmm. And sad to see her leave the administration for now, but I think she'll be back. And yeah, Her kids are causing a problem. Well, it was, you know, not only it's not only the kids. It was her husband that caused the problem. Yeah. Because her husband... Couldn't stand the fact that his wife was more successful than him. That's true. And he couldn't support her, so he had to go out and publicly undermine her and her boss to try to get at her. Yeah. And then it created a huge family situation, which not surprisingly, yeah. you know. So good for her for, you know, well, having that the, the priorities yeah. to, you know, step back for a minute here, try to get your family affairs in order. And then, you know what, maybe she'll come back. And I still think that she'll be helping the campaign behind the scenes as an advisor. Yeah. It's just that she's stepping back from the public a little bit because it's, you know, it's destroying her family. There's so much public pressure on her. The media loves to rip them apart. I mean, 
if your family was being ripped apart constantly by the media too, there'd be issues. Yeah. Like, but also that daughter is causing problems too. Well, she's a nut job. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm ashamed of my mom. You know, I'm filing for emancipation. Like, oh my god. No, I know, I know. Oh my god. But I think a lot of that stems from the original yeah. issue yeah. of George Conway being a piece of, and so that that was another great speech, and. Uh, one I really loved last night, and I think this guy is a real true rising star in the Republican Party, Madison Cawthorn. Yeah. He gave a great speech, a great, great speech. I highly, highly encourage you to listen to. I think it's the full eight-minute speech. Yeah. And, But the end was the most moving part of the speech. This this guy's 25 years old, just turned 25, just became eligible to be a congressman. He would be the youngest congressman. And... But he had a, a devastating accident happen to him when he was in his late teens, and he's been in a wheelchair now for a while. But at the end of the speech, he gave this moving, just like rift on why America's great and what he will do to move America forward. But he also stood up yeah. out of his wheelchair yep. to stand for the flag and to stand up and fight for America. Yeah. Let's take a listen to that. I say to Americans who love our country, young and old, be a radical for freedom, be a radical for liberty, and be a radical for our republic, for which I stand, one nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, and may God bless America. I think long term, he's going to have yeah. a bright, bright future. I love future the line, what's it I'm, I'm a radical for freedom. Yeah. I love that. Let's be a radical yeah, for freedom, let's right? Be a radical for freedom. And speaking of radicals for freedom, Rick Grinnell. Rick Grinnell had a great speech. Yeah. So, I mean, n speech after speech after speech, this program has been absolutely tremendous. Yeah, it's been it's been like like what a convention should be. Oh yeah, you know the production quality yeah. has been amazing. Yeah, right. It's like, not like this hodgepodge like Zoom bull call from like the Dem what the Democrats did. Yeah, no, and no. it's good quality too. Great quality. Uh, the I, sight lines, yeah. the visuals, all tremendous. We were discussing this last night. I said whoever did the 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 media. For the DNC, they they got away like bandits. Oh yeah, got away like yep. bandits. With it. I've seen Sci-Fi Channel original movies with better quality. <laughs> yeah. All right, Hallmark Channel yeah, movies. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, horrible what they put out. So this has been it's been organized. It's been um, and it's been on time. It's been on time every yeah. single night. Actually, it's we, perfect. We, we actually, we, we finished early. I think on Tuesday. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday. Yep. I think we finished. Early. Of course, Mike Pence speaks. You gotta let Mike Pence speak. Yeah, yeah, but. Which is last night, but yeah, but it's been uh, you know it's it's just been fantastic, and, and and everyone's been loving it. So and freedom warrior Rick Grinnell took an absolute chainsaw yeah. to the failed foreign policy of Joe Biden. Oh my! Uh, take a listen to this. A return to the Biden way of thinking means America gives the radical terrorist regime in Tehran a plane load of cash in the middle of the night. Well, you see, President Trump also sent an aircraft in the middle of the night to deal with Iran. But that plane was on a different mission, an airstrike to take out the head of Iran's terror machine who plotted the deaths of Americans. But we also must be clear that when those who seek freedom take tremendous personal risk in places like Hong Kong, Tehran, or Minsk, there is no doubt who President Trump's administration supports. We will always stand with the people who fight for their God-given freedoms. Don't be fooled. The Washington establishment is trying to sell you on their candidate. Joe Biden was first elected to the Senate in 1972, 48 years ago. Well, it's actually the typical Washington story. Just this year, 22 Democrats ran for president. They rejected all of the outsiders and nominated the ultimate Washington insider, someone they had to pull out of retirement. Every time Joe Biden offers a new idea, you should ask yourself, why didn't he try that over the last 48 years? And I particularly love, just like President Obama, President Trump sent a plane in the middle of the night to Iran, yeah. but it wasn't filled with cash. It was to take out the world's leading yeah. terrorist. Yeah. And that's that's a huge. Oh, and he thing. also drops Spygate. 
Yeah. He, he yep. said for a fact that the Obama DOJ, the Obama administration spied on the Trump campaign. I'm just like, oh, you know MSNBC went into meltdown mode. Oh, they yeah. were melting down. Yeah. yeah. And it's also painting these liberal networks. We're going to talk about this in a second. Yeah. To air this. Oh, has to. They are they're really to. hurting here yeah. because they're letting this get through unfiltered to the public. The truth is finally getting through on these networks. Yep. Who would have thought this is what it takes? Yeah. And, of course, Vice President Pence spoke last night. The, the most important line from this speech, and I think this is a, the theme that we've been hitting consistently here, is this election is a choice over whether America remains America. Let's take a listen to that. The choice in this election has never been clearer, and the stakes have never been higher. Last week, Joe Biden said, democracy's on the ballot. And the truth is, our economic recovery is on the ballot. Law and order are on the ballot. But so are things far more fundamental and foundational to our country. In this election, it's not so much whether America will be more conservative or more liberal, more Republican or more Democrat. The choice in this election is whether America remains America. It's whether we will leave to our children and our grandchildren a country grounded in our highest ideals of freedom, free markets, and the unalienable right to life and liberty, or whether we will leave them a country that's fundamentally transformed into something else. We stand at a crossroads, America. President Trump has set our nation on a path of freedom and opportunity. Joe Biden would set America on a path of socialism and decline. He also brought up the interesting facts. He brought up the, the fact that uh, Joe Biden's failed foreign policy has been devastating to the United States. Not only that, there was three specific political attacks here that landed, I think, very well. First off... Not only did Joe Biden criticize the Kasim Soleimani yeah. kill, yep. he also was against the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. He was. He was. Let's not forget that, yeah. right? And then Vice President Pence went on to say, Joe Biden has referred to himself as a transition candidate. And many were asking, transition to what? Well, Bernie Sanders did tell his followers Joe Biden would be the most liberal president. He's nothing more than a Trojan horse for the radical left. Which is what we've been saying, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he went on to talk about the rioting and yeah. looting that's been going on in many cities across the country. And he said, we will have law and order on the streets of this country for every American of every race and creed and color. There you go. And I forget what network we were watching. It might have been, I think it was Fox, actually. Mm -hmm. And they had some black uh, guests on. And I think it was maybe Shannon Bream that posed the question that said, what role is this going to play in the black community? You know, these riots, this looting, which disproportionately affects the black community, right? You would think, yeah. you know, they that these rioters and looters wouldn't want to burn their own communities down. But yeah. here we are 90 days later and it's still going on. Yeah. And both black guests, even the liberal, said significantly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that – at the end of the day, after all the dust settles after this election, the increase in black support and Hispanic support and just general minority support for President Trump will be what truly made this into the victory I that believe, it's going to be. Uh, one of the guests was Niger Innes. Yes. Oh, yeah, it was. Yep. It was, Niger it was Innes, on Fox. Yep. And he gave a projection. He said 14%. Which would. Of the black vote. Yeah, which would be. That's a landslide. Enormous. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, not, well, maybe not landslide, but it's a decisive face win. Well, there's also there's also the fact that we've been hearing from quite a few uh, young black leaders in this country, which are not Republicans. They are not Republicans. No, they're not. But they at all. say that the Kamala Harris pick will depress black turnout, not increase black yeah. turnout. They which I think is interesting. They didn't like her before. We talked about this with Cruiser. They did yep. not like her before. They think she's inauthentic. Uh, first of all, she also locked up. A lot of black people for pot smoking and it's just you know she doesn't bring anything she really doesn't yeah she may i mean not like california was ever a competitive in national elections right 
you know, so. And I actually think California is going to be more competitive this time. Trump's going to get more votes there, and that's going to have a huge effect on the California House seats that we lost yeah. in 20, uh, well, 2018. Well, they have that ballot harvesting scheme out there. Yeah, there's yeah, no still, way that the wipeout was that extensive. There's still there's still an I awakening in there's, California. There's some funny business going on. There's there. an awakening going on out there. <clears throat> the and sleepers. It's, yeah, it's having yeah. to do with how Newsom is running that state. Look at yeah. AB five. Yeah, it's ruining millions of people's lives oh, out yeah. there. Which AB five, if you don't know, is the law that basically prohibits independent contracting yeah. in the state. And it's not just Uber and Lyft. We're talking musicians and artists, journalists, and journalists, photographers, videographers, uh, everybody. Like music festivals have been yep. there, been going on in California for like five decades. Had to cancel because of AB five. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not good. And something that we've been doing the past few nights because we've been watching the convention on C-SPAN. Because don't even get me started about Fox News right oh now. I mean, God. No, you know, nobody wants to hear guests and commentators while the convention is going on. Yeah. There's plenty of time for that after and next week, right? I just want to watch the convention. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's like saying, oh, the Super Bowl's on. We're not going to air the game commentators or audio. We're going to have the people back in the studio talking yeah. about something not related. I don't want to hear Joe Buck and Troy Aikman right. all the time. Yeah. You know, it, it's... You know, there's that example. It's it's talking during a movie in the theater. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. I mean, you just shh, shh, But because we've been watching on C-SPAN, we've been treated to the callers that they take oh after the convention. God. After the convention's done, they open up the phone lines and they yep. bring in, you know, average Americans that can call in on a Democrat phone line, Republican or independent, right? They had tons of callers and many Democrats. I think it's almost been like 70% Democrat. And these Democrats say, you know what? I'm done with the Dems. I'm done yeah. with that party, and I'm going to vote for President Trump yeah. this time. And if if this is any indication of what's going on out there in our country right now within the silent majority and the so-called sleepers, as we're yeah, starting to call yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know. We're winning 48 states. Let's, <laughs> let's, roll, let's roll some of these calls. We're going to paste a couple calls together here because I really think you need to listen to this. Next call is Norma. Northbridge, Massachusetts, Republican line. Norma, what did you think of the vice president's speech, specifically talking about this election being about keeping America, America? I think you had an excellent speech. And I also like the way that mostly the, all these three nights have talked about God and thanking God. And uh, I just think that I'm just hoping and praying. I have a feeling that they're going to make it this year. And um, I want to thank C-SPAN. You've done a great job for the, the last three nights. And um, and thanks a lot. Have Nor- a good night. Norma, did you watch the Democrats last week? No, I did not. I couldn't be bothered watching them. I want to tell you also that we were life. We're from Massachusetts, and we were lifelong, and my parents were Democrats. But we're not anymore. We're Republicans. And I thought, again, I think you did a great job tonight. Jennifer is in Jackson Heights, New York, Democrats line. Jennifer, when you heard the vice president say the choice in this election is whether America remains America, what were your thoughts? Um, I think America needs to stay as America. I'm very upset with everything that's going on in this country. And I've been a registered Democrat for many years, and this is, I'm done. (laughs) I'm ready. I need a change. I've been a New Yorker for over 20 years, and I am so tired of the crime here. I am tired of what's going on here. I think this whole speech tonight with everyone was just right on point. I'm tired of I'm just tired of being tired, and I think everybody in the United States feels the same way that I feel. We are tired of feeling tired. Jennifer, who did you support in 2016? In 2016, I supported Hillary Clinton. And over the last four years, your your uh, views have changed. My views have changed. I, I'm I'm a single mom. I have a daughter in New York. Um, she's 12 years old. She's going to be 13. I work very hard, and I have tried numerous times 
to just do the right thing by my daughter and do the right thing, you know, with bringing her up. And I see what's going on here in New York, and I see what's going on in this country, and it's mind-blowing. I mean, my grandparents, my grandfather fought in World War II. He was a Marine. He did not see my mother for five years growing up as a child, and he is rolling in his grave right now what's going on in this country. It's significant. Yeah. It's very significant what's going on here. And and even it's, it's not just like Democrats in Kentucky or like red states. Right. We have people from, I mean, like, like Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota. We had two people from Oregon, Michigan, Rick, Rick and Philip, who were like, you know what? No more Democrat for me. I used to I, yeah. I, I did not vote. For, oh, I think it was Philip who was like, I did not ro- vote for him in 16, but I'm voting for him now because I was appalled by how he, how he was brutally attacked and how they would they they did not let him, you know, they didn't give him a chance. Yeah. You know? Well, you have that aspect. You have the law and order aspect because yeah. the Dems didn't even mention the riots last week. No, they didn't. You had people calling from Pennsylvania, New York. I mean, like Jennifer from New York, a Hillary supporter. Yeah, I need to change. She's like, I'm tired of the crime. I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah, I'm tired of being tired. And if that's an indication of of any sort of support among <laughs> suburban women coming back to Trump on this law and order angle, yeah, I mean that's game over. Well, I think that's – I saw – did you see her name? Um, she's right for the Washingtonian magazine, uh, Elena Plot. Yeah, yep. She wrote, I've encountered hordes, legions, hordes of suburban women who want to vote for Trump, mm-hmm. but they have yet to find a reason. Mm-hmm. And This, this might, might be the reason. This might be the reason. Kenosha is a war zone. Yeah, we're so, gonna oh, yeah, yeah, have a whole that. section. Sorry on that. about that. That's a lot. But I'm just, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm previewing. it's 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 out of control. Not only can out of control. We had minute, we had Minneapolis go off again last night. They yeah. had to recall up the guard. Yeah. Portland is still going. I mean, there's you know crime everywhere, and yeah. we're gonna talk a lot yeah, about yeah, yeah. that just to finish up the convention mm-hmm. section here. <clears throat> so the liberal media is melting down, and you wrote about this, <sighs> and we've, I mean, we've had moment after moment of this RNC that real, that showcases real Americans, right? And showcases patriotic moments. I mean, we had a a naturalization ceremony of people being sworn in as U.S. citizens featuring the president. You had the story of John Ponder, a man who was in a life of crime, but then turned his life around, made a deal with God to do better, as he says. That's an incredible story, actually. And then was granted a, a surprise, full pardon by President Trump. You know, it's been a story of second chances, redemption. Yep. Just looking forward, but we have Alice Johnson speaking tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this has been inspirational compared, and and the Dems are trying to call this dark and divisive. I don't know how they can yeah. even get away with that. Yeah. Compared to their convention, I mean, all they did, yeah. all they did was attack President Trump. And don't get me wrong, yeah. we've done our fair share of attacking Joe Biden this week, yeah. but we've also showcased the positivity yeah. of being American. Yep. Like it's a, it's a positive message. I mean, we all saw. I mean, if if the reaction to his Fourth of July address was any was any indication, yeah, you can't be pro America. I mean, they it, can't it, handle this is this is like as expected, you know. Yeah, they can't handle patriotism. No. Is what it comes down no. to. Well, and they think nationalism is a bad word. Yes, that's another. I thing. love nationalism. That's another thing Rick Renault said. Country, yeah. He said they would have you believe that nationalism is a dirty word, yeah. but in fact, what it really means is America first. Yeah. And I think that's key. I really think that's key. You see here in in some of these polls also that the Trump convention bump is already here. Biden didn't get a bump from his convention. No. And because the momentum was already swinging heavily in Trump's favor in the weeks leading up, as we've been talking about. And according to a new survey from Zogby, who traditionally is pretty decent, 52% approval. And in the case of approval rating among minorities, very solid. African Americans shockingly high, thirty six percent, as you just mentioned, thirty six percent of blacks approve the president, as do thirty seven percent of Hispanics, and oh. most interestingly, thirty five percent of Asians. That's right. Which is interesting because Asians, particularly, go under the law and order angle. Oh my God! Yeah, they, they the were, rooftop Koreans. They, they remember the L A riots. Yeah. Um, in fact, the judge. Well, it hasn't been confirmed yet. But the judge. I saw that, that that might not be accurate. That might not be. It might, yeah. but it's very possible that he was probably defending his. his I mean, he grew up in Koreatown right. during the time. He probably was out there. Yep. Uh, was he the guy that people say, "Oh, that's him on the roof"? Probably mm-hmm. not. But still, and that was a great ruling. Yeah. That 
shook down the high capacity, the Sogo high yep. capacity magazines. But yeah, no, but I, that's actually really, it's probably a bit higher. I don't know. Asians are very, we're very hard to pull. Yeah. And I can say, they're speaking, like the original speaking Trump as too. an Asian, I, of course, I'm a diehard Trumpy, but if someone, a pollster called me, I would tell them to f off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, the RNC tried to call something like two or 3,000 Korean Americans to get a gauge on them. Yeah, not only, so much. They only got three hundred responses. Yeah. It was unusable. I remember that. <laughs> we don't actually, like it. Yeah. We don't like to be. T- don't talk to us. <laughs> yep. They like to keep the vote yeah, secret. Yeah, we're busy. We're also, fun. we're busy. We're working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and a new Rasmussen poll out yesterday on the race itself, not just approval. This was pre RNC, pre RNC, shows the president. And this is twenty five hundred likely voters. So one of the more accurate polls. Let's not forget that Rasmussen correctly called yep. the twenty sixteen election. Mm-hmm. Pre RNC shows the president down by one point nationally in the popular vote. Oh my god! Let's remember that Hillary won the popular vote by two point one points. Yeah. So if it's actually one in the popular vote, which I think will only improve after the RNC here. Trump wins an electoral college landslide. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's 320 votes right From there. the analysis that I've seen of some electoral college people, yeah. Trump can afford to lose the popular vote by up to 3.6 points. Yeah. That's and about, still win with the same number of electoral votes yeah. he had before. That's about four to seven million fewer popular votes. Right. And I actually see for the first time now some election analysts talking about, hmm, I wonder if Trump could actually win the popular vote. If. As he says, New York is showing some signs of play, right? If you cut into the margins there and you cut into the margins in places like New Jersey that have significant Republican voter populations but not necessarily have voted in the past because they say, oh, well, the state's going to go anyway. And that could have significant down-ballot effects too. We're talking about California, remember? I mean, there there is a lot of movement here. And I really think that this RNC has been put together so, so well – uh, you know, Ron and McDaniel and, and the RNC deserve a lot of credit for putting this together the way that they have. And looking ahead to tonight, we have some great speeches tonight. Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson. Let's not forget he's also a brain surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> they, they call Ben Carson stupid. The pyramids were built to store grain. I was just about to say, I was just about to say, you do a very good Ben Carson. Um, and... I mean, they call, attack me. they call Ben Carson stupid. I mean, in their mind, then, what is a genius, right? If it's yeah. not the brain surgeon who separated the first oh, set of Rachel Maddow's twins. Rachel Maddow's yeah. genius. You have, of course, Senate Majority Leader Cocaine Mitch going to go out there tonight. I'm sure he's going to talk a lot about judges, a lot about what the Senate has done to support President Trump. You also have Senator Tom Cotton, who I personally love. I oh, think yeah. he's great. And he's going to talk a lot about national security and foreign policy, America first. You have uh, Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader in the U.S. House, who hopefully can re- can become speaker. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll the see. House is tough. The House we'll is definitely see. tough. But I, yeah, if, if these yeah. sleepers come out yeah. and they vote down ballot, those seats that the Dems took that are traditionally Republican well, can winna- easily swing well, back. Even right now, they're winnable. Yeah. They're not they're, – they're actually are they're, – they're, they're mostly R-leaning districts. Yeah. Like R plus 3, R plus 5. They're Remember just, that the Dems took a house – took the house in a midterm year yeah. in which Republican turnout was depressed. Yep. So – And also Trump supporters actually voted Democrat actually. Yeah. Two-thirds of them yeah. did. But Trump is on the ballot now. They're all coming back to him Big and they ain't budget, budget no matter what. So yep. – and you know they're going to probably go straight ticket. And so. let's not forget the 2016 House results, right? Yeah. So I think it could swing yeah. back significantly there. It's an interesting – and we've discussed this before. It's an interesting base, the Trump base, mm-hmm. because they will vote for Democrats. They'll vote for Republicans. There's a lot of uh, – there's a lot of economic progressives in the coalition too. But I think that the behavior by the Dems not only – Well, immigration too. Immigration right. is, is what is it really – and law and order is what really pushes them into the Trump – into the Republican. And thing. impeachment turned off a lot of swing voters too. Yeah, it did. It yeah. backfired. Let's not yeah. forget they didn't they didn't mention impeachment once yeah. last week at the Democrat yeah. National Convention. Especially in the, the closing chapters of that of that circus. And and that circus pushed a Democrat, a New Jersey Democrat uh, representative to our party. Yeah. Jeff Van Drew, who's gonna speak tonight. And I'm I'm really interested to hear that. I think that's gonna be an interesting speech because that's how you play for the independent. Yeah. Right? That's how you play for the independent. Mm-hmm. We also have Ann Dorn, 
the wife of David Dorn, who was murdered in the riots. We've talked a lot about David Dorn. Rest in peace. Rudy, good old Rudy Giuliani. He'll be out there tonight. That should be an interesting one. Remember his uh, fiery 2016 convention speech. That was an interesting one. Yes. Um, USA! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, Alice Johnson, who we mentioned, the First Step Act recipient, and uh, she's going to talk about criminal justice reform and President Trump's great record on that. Ivanka Trump, who I love, love Ivanka. Ivanka. And she's, that's going to be interesting. And, of course, President Trump. And we actually got some excerpts of President Trump's speech, and it shows that he's going to, uh, quote, as the New York Post put it, lay waste to Joe Biden and the party's leftist agenda. Lay waste. And there were some interesting, oh, yes. some interesting quotes here that we have. Quote, this is President Trump's speech. At no time before have voters faced a clearer choice between two parties, two visions, two philosophies, or two agendas. Then the next quote, We have spent the last four years reversing the damage Joe Biden inflicted over the last 47 years. That's an interesting one. That's a good line. Uh, He's going to target all the career politicians. He's going to blast China, immigration, criminal justice, coronavirus pandemic. Because Joe Biden says... The pandemic didn't need to happen. Oh, my God. But he doesn't say what he would have done. Anything he says is stuff that President Trump's already done. Yeah. Like, I don't get how he gets away with this. I really don't. There's a pandemic, and people think that, like, no one was going to die, too, which is also, like, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. 170,000 people died because of Trump. No, I don't think so. I think it's 170,000 people died because, well, first of all. Because of China. Because of China, and also Democrat politicians not doing all that they could. Mm Mm-hmm. In terms of prevention. He's expected to bring up the fact that Joe Biden uh, opposed his move to ban Chinese travel from the beginning. Yeah. His, you know, he called him a xenophobe. Yeah. It's, I got a question, though. Mm-hmm. For all the great speakers that are, you know, McConnell, Cocaine Mitch, Van Drew, Cotton, are they going to keep it short? Because uh, given by what you told me there, Trump, could, this could be like a two-hour address. <laughs> yeah. No, I think there's, there's less number of speakers tonight. Okay. And I think that President Trump is going to speak for about an hour, an hour, hour 15. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll probably – uh, probably Pence have, was almost an hour yet last night. It was about 40, 40 minutes, right? Uh, yeah, it was about 40-ish 40 minutes, minutes yeah, or so. I'm just saying, and then they yeah. did the whole thing afterwards where President Trump yeah, came, out, came out, which was awesome. That was yeah. like a WWE entrance. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Then they talked to uh, you know some of the supporters in the front row, the wounded yeah. veterans that were there. And they, they had a performance of the national anthem at Fort yeah. McHenry. Trace Atkins. Which I thought was really great. Yeah. And not only that. The wounded veterans, most many of whom who are in wheelchairs or have walkers, yeah, all stood, all stood up yeah. for that national that was, anthem. That was great. And uh, so, yeah, I think what they're going to do tonight is the 10 p.m. primetime hour hits. They'll have you know the inspirational video, President Trump's accomplishments, this and that, and, and then, then he'll talk for about an hour. The virus hit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so what? Uh, a big point of the speech tonight, I bet, also will hit on the riots and looting that's ongoing in several American cities. Uh, the worst of it happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Although last night Minneapolis also uh, had a had a rough time. Yeah, but um, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry, we'll get to that in a second. I, yeah, I, I, I know. I know. That. There's a lot on that yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, this is all over the shooting of Jacob Blake, uh, which is still being investigated. Yeah. Uh, the details might, are not out yet. Yeah. However, knives are out. However, yeah, there, huh. he, he was armed. He yeah. had a deadly weapon. They're apparently, they're, apparently there were weapons, so it's uh, not just He allegedly like... was tased and fought that off. He had a prior violent criminal record, including firearms offenses, and had a warrant out for his arrest. So yeah. he he's not should... the martyr that the no, left makes not. him out to be. No. He probably just should have let those two women outside of his house fight. Uh, yeah, he just, he just should have stayed inside. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the, the whole thing. Whatever, is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the whole thing is a big. Let's. Mess. Yeah, I'm just. And I'm just waiting till all the details come out. You have them burning the city down for several nights in a row. Last night, finally, President Trump got the governor to agree to more national guard, and it was a much calmer evening there. Yeah. But the night before was when things really. Oh, it was unraveled. like it was like it was like uh, it was Fallujah. It, it was, was Fallujah. Yeah. There was gunfire. You had violent rioters yeah. beat a elderly man to a bloody pulp for simply defending his business. Yeah. They beat him unconscious. They're setting fires and left his store in flames. Yeah, That's setting fires, setting garbage trucks on fire. You know, and you have armed armed citizens, law abiding citizens who are armed, who are protecting their uh, you know protecting their 
private property from from the rioters, even though a great many of them, I think, support the BLM activity. Yep. So let's but, let's talk about that because that's yeah. a, a big story Julio that's coming out here. About that. Julio wrote about that. Kyle Rittenhouse has been arrested for first degree murder. He is a 17 year old who traveled from Illinois to Wisconsin to take part in defending private property there in Kenosha. So let's talk about how this went down because how it's being portrayed in the national media is far from the truth. Yeah. And in fact, the New York Times had to come out this morning and say, you know what, we did some investigating this and it certainly isn't first degree murder. Yeah. Because they, they took they took video from six different angles, pasted it together, looked at what was going on there. Yeah. And then they said, you know what? The first person that he shot at the car dealership was chasing him and was part of a mob that included people armed with firearms. Yeah. And that person fired a shot into the air, and that is when Kyle Rittenhouse turned around and shot the man who was angrily approaching him to try to beat him down. Yeah. I argue this entire what happened here was self-defense. Many people disagree, but that's okay. And the first man killed was Joseph Rosenbaum. Let's not act like these people were angels either, Mm -hmm. because Rosenbaum was a registered sex offender for a sex crime involving a minor. Oh, what? So people are spilling tears over a child rapist. That's who we have here. Second was Anthony Huber, a.k.a. Skateboard Guy. So after the first guy was shot, Kyle Rittenhouse retreated. He ran away, ran down the street, except he was chased by an angry mob of rioters. That's when Skateboard Guy approached Kyle Rittenhouse after Kyle had tripped and fell on the ground. Many of you have probably seen this video. He tripped and fell on the ground. He was approached by a skateboard guy who tried to beat down Rittenhouse with a skateboard. This man had two felonies related to domestic abuse with a dangerous weapon and another via suffocation and strangulation. So, yeah, an angel. Yeah. Definitely an angel, right? So he was attempting to beat down Kyle. He got shot. The third man who got his shot, his arm shot, like, off... Chunk off. You probably have seen that, too, if you follow things on Twitter. The third man had a firearm himself and was going to shoot Kyle. So please tell me, how is this first degree intentional murder? He's white. No, I know. That's why. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why. That's what it all boils down to. So, And this is all because people are sick of the lawlessness. They're sick of people not being able to defend their personal property because the police and the government had didn't have the capacity to keep up with what was going on there. The police had requested National Guard, and the governor of Wisconsin, the Democrat governor, denied it. Yeah. Good job, Tony. So if anyone has blood on their hands, it's, it's Tony Evers. Tony Evers. The governor, the Democrat Bloody governor Tony. of Wisconsin. Bloody Tony. You know? I mean, and, and it, there comes a point where... Yeah, vigilante justice isn't necessarily great, but you know what? People got to stand up and fight back against this because the longer we allow this to just go on, yeah. I mean, you got to put it down. You got to put the I mean, this has been in Portland, for example, it's mm-hmm. been going on for I, this has to be 90 days. Mm-hmm. 90 days straight. It has to end. And we said this was going to happen. Actually, no, no. No, no. I don't take that back. Keep going until about maybe Halloween. November 4th. Yeah, November 4th. <laughs> Keep going now. Well, talk about riots. The riots when President Trump wins again are going to be significant. Oh, gonna... But that's when we send the troops yeah, in. Yes, we send the troops in, yeah. <laughs> and you, but we said this was going to happen, right? Yeah. That you, you take these riots to a place that's not like Portland, mm-hmm. a place that people have more firearms and can defend the property themselves. Things like this are going to happen, yeah. Yeah. right? And the, the angle that the left-wing media and the mainstream media is trying to play here, that he Kyle is some white supremacist, yeah. is a total yeah, it's a lie. lie. Yeah. They're calling him Ayanna a white Presley supremacist. Presley tweeted that out. Yeah. It's a total lie. You know why they're calling him a white supremacist? Because he posted pictures of himself online with a firearm. And he posted things in support of police. That's why they're calling him a white supremacist. Did he also go to not a because, rally? Yeah. That not, too. Not because <clears throat> he, he's a KKK member or hates yeah. black people. He, he simply supports the police and has a firearm. Yeah. That's what makes you a white supremacist in their eyes. Well, nowadays. I get Yeah. Yeah. It's really – it's sad. It's I very mean, sad. I, I, <laughs> and let's – There are no words. I know. There are no words anymore. And, and let's talk about Minneapolis because what sparked this last night, this looting and rioting and arson, which led to uh, the feckless Democrat mayor having to recall the guard – 
They called the guard back up again last night. It was because uh, a black man committed suicide in front of police. Yeah. Yeah, police were approaching him. He killed him. He killed himself. He was a murder suspect. But False now... False rumors immediately spread on social media by leftists that yeah. police had shot him. No, there's video. I, I've watched the video. He, yep. He, well, that it was so much so false rumors flying around that they had to immediately release the body cam footage of yeah. him shooting himself. Yeah. He put the gun in his mouth and popped but it off. Every, but they took that as a license to loot again. Yep. So. And they destroyed another part of the city. Yep. You know, the city is already still ashes from what happened not too long ago. And that is why President Trump has a very real shot in Minnesota. I think so. He only lost Minnesota by less than two points last time. And I think this time he'll win it by about two points. It's going to be a significant swing. You have blue-collar Democrats up there that are sick of this. Yeah. They just want to live their life in peace. Look at what happened at the D.C. restaurant. Oh, yeah. Silence is violence. These, these Nazis that are out there screaming in people's faces, might I add you, during coronavirus times, which we're yeah. told is so, so serious that you shouldn't even be dining in restaurants. Move. You got coronavirus. <laughs> God. <laughs> the, you have... I mean, it's just unbelievable. The mob is out of control. And people in this country just want to live their lives in yeah. safety. And it's... How does that help your cause? I just don't get it. And I mean, it's fine because it's all in-kind donations to the Trump campaign. And it's only going to help us. But I mean, I wouldn't, I, I don't go into that whole city anyway. You know me, I don't yeah, go into yeah, D.C. I don't like D.C. The only place I would go in D.C. that's safe for conservatives is the Trump Hotel. And it's <laughs> yeah, true. We will go there to celebrate re-election. I could tell you that for sure. And you also have CNN who's covering up for this violence. They cover up the violence. The CNN Chiron Red, which is the, the little uh, blurb at the yeah, bottom yeah, for those yeah, of you who don't know what Chiron headline, is, yeah. the headline. This Chiron Red, fiery but mostly peaceful protests following police shooting. As one of their reporters stood in front of a burning building yeah. and gunfire rang out in the background. Yeah. I mean, you just can't make this up. I mean, you can't. You can't. You can't you script it. You just cannot make it up. And now, Don Lemon, Don Lamont. Don Lamont. Wants the riots to stop, not because uh, it's wrong. Not, right, people are losing their livelihoods and yep. whatnot. Uh, it's because it's starting to impact the polling. Focus groups are starting to notice all of this violence, and it is putting the it's putting Wisconsin in play. So, uh, New York Times had that out today too. Yep. So, it's um, it's kind of funny. I mean, now now the rioting is bad, and that by the way, Don Lamont mm-hmm. endorsed the leftist violence. He did, and so. It's now that the riots and rising crime in major American cities has become a top five issue and is only two points in importance in people's minds behind the coronavirus. So they're concerned. They're very worried about this. And you saw overnight their messaging changed. Yeah. The liberal politicians now say, you know what? You should stop this. Yeah. However, the media still continues to say, oh, you know, well, they're peaceful. The horse has long left the barn on this one, fellas. The t- you know the toothpaste is out of the tube. You can't put it back in. Yep. And just and let me tell you, there's nothing that's you know more ineffective than telling a left wing revolutionary to stop being violent. Yep. So they're gonna they're still gonna be out there. It's for the cause. And all this as uh you know as we predicted, gun sales continue to smash records. And there's a good piece on PJ Media about this. The headline is "Gun Sales Smash Records: Are Americans Preparing for War?" And it's an interesting question because. You have over 5 million Americans making first-time purchases of firearms. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And you look at the background check numbers. I mean, it's up 75% over last year. And the purchases last year were already high. So, you know, I I, I really think that the longer this goes on, the more that we're going to have incidents similar to what happened in Kenosha. People are going to defend their life, liberty, and their property. Nothing wrong with that. And that's American. Yeah. That's super American. Nothing wrong with that, And folks. I'm not, by no means am I saying, you know what, people should go out and shoot these rioters. But I'm certainly... I'm, I'm going to say no, it, No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. It's got to take it to 14. I'm going to say it. <laughs> but, I mean, is this really this surprising? No, you know? not at all. And it's the same way, it was not surprising how the McCluskeys in St. Louis... 
yeah. reacted to when that mob broke on, you know, trespassed onto their property, broke down the fence. And threatened them. And threatened them because of what they saw in Minneapolis. And so I, you can't blame these people. And I certainly am not going to not gonna shed any tears for these criminals that we just talked about, these yeah. rioters, looters, these sex offenders, these yeah. violent offenders. I don't cry over spilled sex offenders. Exactly. Like, Exactly. Burn in hell. Exactly. Burn in hell. And as the defund the police turmoil rages on, we have new information coming out that many black communities want more police protection, not less. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah. Keith Harris of Chicago's South Side, who's a resident there, told the Wall Street Journal, quote, I don't see how defunding the police is going to help anything in Englewood. I'm the last person who would be a police cheerleader because I've had my own run-ins with them, but... What are you going to do when they're not there to protect you? Yeah. And someone tweeted the other night, the only thing standing between civilization and anarchy is the thin blue line. Yep, that's exactly. And that's what exactly it is. right. Kimberly Klasick, we've talked about her, Republican candidate for Congress in Baltimore, shows that African Americans there don't want people to defund the police. One resident said, quote, I had three sons killed in Baltimore City. And I think if we defund the police officers, it's going to be worse than that. I mean, it, it, that sums it up perfectly. It re- really, yeah. you know, police put their lives on the line every day to ensure that civilization and society holds itself together. And we're seeing what happens when they can't do their jobs. So yeah, this election is an, a direct referendum on that. Something that got released yesterday, uh, they unsealed, the Department of Justice unsealed an indictment in Brooklyn uh, naming robbery and firearms offenses stemming from a june 3rd attack on new york city police officers remember we talked about this that there was a shooting and an attack on police in brooklyn well the plot gets more interesting the guy's name is zen denzin kamovich a bosnian national and illegal immigrant allegedly attacked the officers with a knife from behind while they were protecting Brooklyn stores from being looted amid the George Floyd destruction going on in New York. He stabbed one officer in the neck and stole his uh, stole his 9mm service weapon, firing at two other officers. The firing, the fire was returned by other officers, and this guy was seriously wounded. All the officers survived. But the indictment details interesting and troubling ISIS-related material as well as a body cam footage released of the attack with him screaming, Al Akbar. Yeah. So was this is an Islamic terror attack on the NYPD? I don't know. So that's an interesting... Sure sounds like it. That's an interesting story. Uh, elsewhere this morning, Nancy Pelosi came out and said what the entire Democrat Party is thinking. You know, the, again, they said the quiet thing out loud. Yeah. Why don't you get a load of this shit? Let's listen to this. I myself, just don't tell anybody I told you this, especially don't tell Joe Biden... I don't think that there should be any debates. I do not think that the president of the United States has comported himself in a way that anybody should, and, that has any association with truth, evidence, data, and facts. I wouldn't, I wouldn't legitimize a conversation with him. So Joe Biden should not debate. That's what she says. Well, the outrage got so quick, so fast that Joe Biden had to emerge, uh, not emerge from his bunker. He just, you know, from the basement went on TV. Uh And he said, you know what? I can't wait. I can't wait to debate. Oh, the pot person said that. He did. The pot person did say that. Because we all know that Joe Biden's dead. So um, (laughs) a lot of people believe that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's dead. He dead. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, he looks terrible. He looks (laughs) terrible. Did you see that President Trump said that? Uh, he thinks that Joe Biden was on drugs during that DNC speech and that there should be a drug <laughs> test similar drug to test. similar to performance enhancing drug tests for athletes before the debate. <gasps> I, th- I wholeheartedly endorse. Oh, yeah. Endorse. You got, I mean, it, I actually I think we brought that up. Yeah. I was like, it seemed a little too quick of a turnaround. It took like for him. Ritalin or something. Something. He yeah. took something. To Maybe make it was focus. booze. I don't know. Some. Uh, well, I don't. Does he drink? I don't think so. Well. Who knows? He might the now. The person drinks. He yeah. might now, yeah. He's been in the basement all this time. What would you do? Speaking of uh, unsolicited advice to Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, crooked Hillary, uh, had some alarming advice for Joe Biden on the election. It seems that the Dems are already trying to plot their second coup. Take a listen to this. 
you know, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out. And eventually, I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch. So don't concede no matter what. Mm. That's so what we're going says. by the Stacey Abrams protocol. Oh, the governor of Georgia? Yeah, the governor of Georgia, yeah. Oh. The governor of Georgia who only lost by like 58,000 votes. But she's governor. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah. Totally classic. I could call her something else, but I can't call her that. Yeah. I mean, we'd have a Biden gaffe of the day, but he hasn't done anything. No. So. He uh, basically, they've been building new pod people. Yeah. So the molds aren't done yet. So Well, since he gave his speech a week ago tonight, he hasn't done anything, I don't no. think. Like literally nothing. Yeah. I don't know why his strategy I, is to lay low. run but... out the clock thing, who did he hire? Because what a horrible decision. Well, he's got Simone Sanders over there, you know, noted oh election genius that she oh is. Um, I think that they're very, very worried. They're realizing yeah. that their run-out-the-clock strategy is not going to work. Nope. That they're going to have to do the three debates with President Trump. Yep. And that... And that the rioting hasn't stopped, and it's complicated matters. Yep. Like, it's not... And, like, you know, there the, the are, you know, the new therapeutics on, on COVID. Cases are going down. Hospitals, hospitals are not yet overrun. Um, mm-hmm. The positivity rates have gone down. And people's concern with the virus has gone yeah. down because of our successful yeah. therapeutics, yeah. which have successfully lowered the mortality rate yeah. significantly. And I will say this, and and, and, and this is just my story here, mm-hmm. but remember how wipes nowhere to be found? Well, yeah. I had to go to the grocery store before we record this podcast, folks. Storm, the wipes are back. The wipes are back? Good. Well, only one only one per person. Yeah. But and they're Wegman's wipes, so you know that they're the best. And no well, one look, knows wipes like me. Look at you know, as as concern about the virus drops, yeah. Look at Joe Biden's platform he's running on. Yeah. A national mask mandate, yeah. lockdowns. People don't want that anymore. And listen, I don't. Th- I know cases have gone down. Mm. I don't think it's because of the masks. I really don't. No. Well, there was a study that says yeah. the masks are actually like you know. Yeah. They're they're they help a little bit, but it's not like yeah. it's an end all be all. It's not like it's not like you know a, a massive shield over you. Not to mention everyone's been wearing them wrong. Everyone that I've seen yeah. outside, they're wearing all touching them their wrong. face. All touching their face. Also, remember we were told the ones with the vents. Mm-hmm. Men, apparently, those are not good to wear. I know. I heard everybody that. Everybody Everybody wore those the first you know two months of this thing. So every people weren't wearing the white mat right mask wear. Uh-huh. I, I I there's going to be a, a very big revision downward uh-huh. regarding cases and deaths we you know we're, we're, i was talking to one of our colleagues yesterday you know the, how cnn blares the or even joe mentioned it in his speech uh-huh. five million people have coronavirus now no that's not right now that means we've had cases uh-huh. we've had five million cases of the coronavirus it doesn't mean everybody right now yep. has five not to mention joe didn't like 60 plus million people get infected with swine flu under your watch Oh, yeah. And you used up all the N95 masks in the federal stockpile. You didn't restock it. And from what I've read from Politico, not National Review or anything, from Politico is that you guys got lucky uh-huh. in your response. You yep. got f***ing lucky. So, oh, they did. And, you know, you, you know, look at what else they're running on. Not only is you have the Biden-Sanders unity socialist plan. Yeah. Joe Biden is vowing to raise taxes on Americans. Oh, $4 by, trillion. Dollars. Yeah. $4, four trillion. Dollars. Trillion. $4 trillion of taxes. And he promised. He promised that this would only apply to people earning over $400,000 annually. Oh. Let's not remember yeah. the false assurance of if you like your yeah. plan, you can keep it. Yeah. They lie. The lie of the year. There's no way. No um, way. And we'll talk about a way to kill markets, kill job growth. Yep. Every, consu- every consumer confidence in small business index is going to go sinking right to the bottom of the sea. Mm-hmm. If, if, oh, my God. Yep. And the, even the left-leaning tax policy center confirmed that under the Biden plan, the proposals would increase taxes on average on all income groups. Mm. All income groups. Meanwhile, the Trump tax cuts give 90% of the American people – and this Income is owners, a tax cut for the next 10 years. Yes. And this is, well, we're going to have to extend that. Yeah. But this, oh, is, will be. this is only personal income. This doesn't even inspect the corporate tax that he wants to spike, yes. which will kill even more jobs, reduce incomes, and lead to layoffs. Doesn't he want to like increase that to like 30 or 35%? He wants to take it from 22 to 28. 
Okay, so that's 30% so, pretty much. Oh my God. Let's not forget that if the corporate tax rate wasn't cut before the coronavirus pandemic, many more businesses would have gone out of business. Yep. There would have been millions more layoffs. That 6% difference there was the difference between a business surviving and a business not surviving. That's how close I'm surprised. Actually, it was. Yeah. I'm, I, you know what? It, it, uh, if, tr- if, when, if Trump gets a second term, he should cut that to 15%. I agree. The corporate tax. And then they say... Well, I, mean, the, it should, I mean, frankly, it should be zero in my book. They but, say that you know. the tax cut was uh, devastating to the deficit. The Treasury mm. recorded more revenue than ever after the tax yeah. cut because it unleashed tons it's of innovation. Yeah. I think people forget, didn't Apple repatriate a f- ton of money overseas? $400 billion. They repatriated all the money yep. because they cut the t- corporate... That was it. You know what? The, the tail end of 2017 was a... Just, just, you know what? I got so sick of winning. Mm-hmm. When someone had to eat a bat, and then you know, and, or a uh, pangaloin now, pangaloin. Who knows what it was? I yeah. think it was on purpose. You know, maybe we'll talk maybe it was it. a Uyghur. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't purposefully give it to them. Did you? By the way, sorry, sidebar. Did you see that? That I think it was BuzzFeed. Sorry, not to give BuzzFeed any props, mm-hmm. but apparently China like literally secretly created this secret infrastructure. To like basically wipe out the Muslims. Yeah, it's China. it's like the Nazi concentration <laughs> yeah, camps. Like, and yeah. meanwhile, you have Joe Biden and the Democrats and the mainstream media who carry yeah. water for China. They're not bad. Come yeah. on, man. He said they're not bad people, yeah, folks. That's exactly on, what he said. And you actually had uh, Chen Guangzhong last night give a great, great speech. He's blind, mind you. Gave a braille speech about yeah. how evil the Chinese Communist Party is. Yeah. And oh, that yeah, was a like really good one. Uh, he's a, yeah, he's pro-life. I think that the... Uh, like the well, what China? I guess what you, for lack of a better term, the birth control police tried to like get him a bunch of times. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I mean, China's evil. Yeah. And everybody with half a brain knows oh, that. Oh yeah. But yeah. And then and, sorry, and it's not just the Uyghurs that go after. Uh, if you if you have a Bible, mm-hmm. I think you get they they don't, they don't like Christians over there too. Yep. It's very uh very nasty place. Although I do want to see the Great Wall, but that's about it. Yeah, well, we could do that after we nuke China. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have now also President Trump coming out and saying that he will nominate acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf to be the permanent Secretary of DHS, which I think is a great move. Chad Wolf has done a tremendous job, especially having to deal with all of the violence and crime and uh, rioting oh, you across the country. About the time that that leftist army actually besieged his home in Alexandria. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. They went to his home, folks, mm-hmm. and basically laid siege. Yep. It was like Lord of the Rings. They they surrounded the home. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we also now have the Department of Justice stepping in, requesting COVID-19 data from the governors of states that issued orders, which may have resulted in the deaths of thousands of elderly nursing home Ooh. residents, including my grandmother. Shh, shh, shh. You hear that? That's... Andrew Cuomo's presidential aspirations going up in smoke. Well, and Phil Murphy. Yeah. Phil Murphy has oh, blood on his hands, too. Yeah. He, Phil Murphy, do you think, was going to run for president? No, 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 no. I'm, saying, oh, I'm just saying he has oh. blood on his hands. Oh, that's, yeah, as absolutely. Does, absolutely. As does uh, Tom Wolf yep. in Pennsylvania. And Michigan, Gretchen Adolf Whitmer did the same thing. Yeah. They forced people into nursing homes, and they killed tens of thousands of Americans. And... It, it really is disgusting what happened there. They tried to cover the whole thing up, and now the Department of Justice is stepping in, saying if they find evidence to suggest that there was indeed a connection between the governor's mandates and the striking numbers of fatalities in nursing homes in these states, the DOJ Civil Rights Division will launch investigations under the Federal Civil Rights of Institutionalized Persons Act, which protects the civil rights of persons in state-run nursing homes. Oh, my. And they, as they should, because what happened up there is disgusting. Totally disgusting. They're going to have to send agents up there because there's no way they're going to turn over those files. No, I know. Those files, yeah. I mean, they're going to have to send... They should some, rate them. Yeah, they're going to have to... Yeah, actually, the AG Barr should consider just a a pre-dawn raid mm-hmm. of those offices because they are not going to compile oh, yeah. that data. If gonna, James Comey's FBI could pre-dawn raid yeah. President Trump's lawyer's offices... Yeah, Roger then we Stone. Could, then we could pre-dawn raid these... Yeah. In fact, I, you know what? I wish they had kept that secret because they're probably deleting the database stuff right now. Yeah, I totally they'll find would. it. They'll find it. I, totally I think would. they'll yeah. find it. I mean, it's obvious what happened. Yeah, right? it is. But, and they tried know. to cover it up, and yeah. we'll see what happens here. Just wanted to take a second to send prayers for all of our great triggered listeners and patriots on the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Uh, Hurricane Laura made landfall last night. 
Um, luckily, yeah. the doomsday scenarios of 20-foot storm surge did not come to fruition. I mean, they had 10 to 12 feet of storm surge, which is still devastating. Yeah. So far, the death toll is uh, below 10, but I'm sure it's going to go up. Uh, we had a lot of people who were unable to evacuate due to COVID or financial reasons. Uh, FEMA and, and the states are responding. I mean, they tried to get as many people out as possible. but They uh, did. I heard that President Trump today is going to make a stop at FEMA. I'm not sure if that has happened yet. It, it, it's it's going to happen. Though. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Yep. As we speak, actually, yeah, he was at, the, yeah. at FEMA. And I, I think that FEMA is well-suited to respond here. They put a lot of assets into place beforehand. Uh, so let's hope that the, the people down there get the help they need. Uh, and we're probably going to have to pass some sort of disaster assistance. But, you know, Congress just sitting around doing nothing, typical, typical of them. I mean, the House is out through what, the next two weeks still? Yeah. I mean, they've done nothing. Congress yeah. Congress is really become a totally disgusting it's like, institution. It's, you almost have to, like, what, like, what's, like, why even bother with Congress anymore? I know. I know. Basically, everything should be done by the president. And and I'm not I I really honestly right like, I mean hate I don't to say like it, that because separation of powers but yeah. I mean there comes a time where you have to take action yeah and they've yeah. done nothing that's why President Trump took action yeah. on unemployment on on like because they refused to pass a stimulus plan because they wanted trillion dollar bailouts for their leftist buddies in poorly run states I mean how how disgusting does that get that they're holding the the future of America in hostage. To get pension bailouts? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's you know, just I mean, and, and you know, in my home country, you know, there was a general named General Park Chung Hee, and he <laughs> couldn't stand what was happening, and he decided to, you know, make something happen to make things better for the country. <laughs> well, and it did. As President Trump says, not four more years. Yeah, twelve more yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> General yeah, Park Chung Hee was more like you know eighteen. <laughs> Damn twenty. Years. He's like I'm in church for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the new Town Hall Media podcast that we've been talking about, War for the White House, episode five is dropping tomorrow, will be hosted by myself and PJ Media's Stephen Cruiser and Stephen Green, aka Vodka Pundit. That's sure to be a really interesting episode. Uh, we, <laughs> we had a lot of good times at CPAC at the Cruiser Cabana, so I'm sure we're going to have a good time on that. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, townhall.com. We hope you enjoy the final night of the RNC tonight with President Trump delivering his speech. Of course, give us your five-star ratings and reviews. Email us at triggered at townhall.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. We'll see you next week for another episode of Triggered. Later. Later.